you're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. American RVer. This month we interview the chairman and CEO of Monaco Coach Corporation, Kate Toulson, and ask him about the future of his company and motorhomes in general. Next we head to Hart Ranch, located in Rapid City, South Dakota. Shirley Petro, general manager, takes us on a tour of this member-owned ranch. Finally, in our Friends Across America segment, we speak with Jerry and Grace Abbott about being work campers. You're sure to enjoy this month's show. And welcome back to American RVer. Kay Toulson, the chairman and CEO of Monaco Corporation, has joined us today. And we're going to talk a little bit about him and how he got into the RV industry and talk a little bit about the economy in 2008 and just see how things are going. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Peggy. It's great to be here. Thank you. Um, it's 2008. When did you start in the RV industry, Kay? I was six years old in six. 1972. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have been in it Actually, for a long time. I did start in 1972, a uh, uh, long time ago, and it was just uh, my timing was perfect because it was 1973 that we had our first event of gas rationing, if you recall. I do remember that. And uh, so uh, my timing was absolutely perfect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you're ready to go cross country in an RV, right? I was. Uh, it was a. It was a difficult time to be in. But uh, no, I, after I got out of college, I worked for Xerox and mm -hmm. and uh, went back to graduate school and stayed with them for a while. And then I, uh, I had an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to to get in the RV business. And I didn't know much about it, but uh, I was hired to do product development for a company. Aha. Uh -huh. And uh, got them started in the RV business. A company called Redmond Industries. They're no longer. In the, in the business, but uh, stayed with that a bit, and then I just really liked the high-end part of the business, so I got in the high-end, and I've had a couple of other jobs and companies, and finally had an opportunity to buy into Monaco uh, back in 1986, so oh, yeah. I've been with Monaco ever since, and uh, it's, uh, been, it's a wonderful company. It's been a lot of fun. We've uh, had a lot of growth in the company. When I first joined the company, I think we did $13 million in sales that year, and we did just under a billion four last year, so it's been a it's been a wonderful ride. We've got a great company, a great bunch of people, a great bunch of owners. And right. So well, of course, it's all about the owners. All about I the owners. We're at a rally, so it is all about <laughs> the owners for sure. Right. Well, given the uh, economic climate in 2008, what's happening with Monaco? How you've, We've seen five or six other big RV companies go under. Well, we have, and and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's probably as difficult a market as I've seen. Even beyond uh, the 70s. Well, I, I think the last time, if I was to pick when the last time we had a market this bad, it was 79 and 80. That was when most of us remember Jimmy Carter was president. We had 22% interest and gas rationing mm -hmm. and we had the Iranian hostages and and everything. So uh, that was a pretty bleak time too. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's different now because it, there's the price of fuel went up and we've got the financial debacle and uh, with the banks not wanting to lend money or not having it to lend, and so it's, I think I think it's challenging. Consumer confidence is low, and so it's challenging for consumers to make a decision to buy an RV. Mm -hmm. uh, it's certainly not a necessity, although I think it's a necessity. Everybody should have one, but 
uh, it's a lifestyle choice, and it's certainly got a lot of people cautious, I I'm sure. But, you know, there are going to be some other fatalities. I think there's going to be some other companies that are going to go out of business. Uh, we're very blessed in that we have a very strong balance sheet at Monaco, and we have a very broad uh, offering of products and a very broad, great dealer body. And right, because you actually have um, pull behind trailers. Yes. Uh, do you have fifth wheels? We do fifth wheels, fifth we wheels? do travel traders, we do class B's, we do class C's. Uh, we are the largest manufacturer of diesel motorhomes in the country by far, mm -hmm. uh, which you know, it used to be a great thing, but diesel fuel has gone up a little bit, <laughs> but it still is a great thing. Actually, we've really cut our teeth on being the best in the high-end part of the business and the diesel part of the business. We build our own chassis. And yeah, we so took we a factory tour today, and that oh, was really great. awesome. Yeah. Great. I was out there today. I didn't see it, ah, but I was in the factory most of the day. Okay. I saw a lot of people touring. Yes. Yeah. It but, was fun, and I really liked that. What you just said is that you build your own chassis, and then you build the house right on it. Well, so the, you know that everything's yeah. going to fit perfectly. And the nice thing about that is for our customers, it's not, oh, it's the chassis maker's fault or it's the house maker's fault or whatever. It's, sure. If, it's it, if there's there. a problem, it's our fault. Right. <laughs> now, are you thinking at all about, uh, you know, as people are aging, I know we've got the baby boomers coming. I'm one of them. I'm at the tail end, though. <laughs> well, I'm at the leading <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they're going to be buying more RVs because, again, I think it's a wonderful lifestyle. So you've got that. But then you've got the older crowd that is starting to retire and perhaps downside. Have you been thinking about the downsizing market at all? You know, we have. And we have. Uh, it's funny. Uh, uh, we've never done a whole lot in this downsize until we made an acquisition a couple of years ago of our vision. And they build really lightweight, low-cost towables and mm -hmm. very effective in that market. And, and they were in Class Bs. And so we have really taken that and expanded that Class B market. And we're now building them under the Monaco brand. We just started building them under the Monaco mm -hmm. brand and the Holiday Rambler brand. And, and uh, it's we have had owners, and I've had owners come up and say, you know, I'm... 80 some odd years old now. I don't want to give up the lifestyle because I love it so much and I love the people I've met on the road and the places I've seen, but I just don't feel comfortable driving as big a rig as I was driving and I'd like to downsize, and, but yet I want to stay in the club. How can I right. do that? And that's been the challenge. So now we have an offering to where they right. actually now, can. Right, now one of the things I think about, and I like those little class B's, I think they're really cute. Someone who's been in a 40 or a 45 foot RV has kind of gotten used to a certain quality you know, in terms of the wood, in terms of the furnishings. Is there a way to bring some of that quality down to the Class B and the Class, you know, not the Class, class C's, C, but yeah. um, is there a way to do that? Because I, I think, is. you know, I think about that. I think, well, I don't want to go back to maybe a pressed wood. I'd really like to have my cherry. Right. Well, there is. One of the issues you face, of course, when you get down to Class B's is you've got GVW issues oh, with how much right. you can load them. And, and so you Cherry may not be able to put that full more. tile. Yeah, you can't the, do the yeah. full tile. You can't do the Corian countertop. I mean, you can do some things, and you mm -hmm. can do a lot. If you take a look, in fact, we've got in here, uh, I think, a Covino over there that, you know, that is a Class B uh, on a Sprinter chassis that is 15 or 16 miles a gallon. So right. that's kind of an exciting product for us. But we've done a lot of things. If you look at the cabinets and stuff in it, well, it has to be lightweight. Right. Because of the GBW, okay. but we've tried to make it, uh, you know, with as many high-end amenities right. as we could. Okay, one more question. Okay. You know, diesel price is high, gas price is high, miles per gallon is generally low, mm -hmm. and I know with a smaller vehicle you'll get a better miles per gallon. How about design innovations on some of the bigger motorhomes to try to make them more aerodynamic? You know, I'm glad you, really glad you asked me that question, because 
we have just announced uh, that we are we've got this new fan clutch and fan blade that we're gonna we're gonna make it available for coaches are already built as well as all of the coaches coming out of our assembly lines will start having it's a variable fan clutch and it'll actually increase fuel efficiency on current coaches or coaches we're building by eight to fifteen percent which is hmm. amazing. We've been working really hard on this, and it will be able to offer the best fuel economy of any company out there, which is neat. And then the second thing that we're working on is we're working on a new product that we're really excited about for next summer that's going to be, it'll be the most fuel-efficient Class A motorhome ever built. And so we're really excited about that, too. I can't give a whole lot of detail <laughs> on that one yet, but we're doing, it won't be as, obviously as big. As, right. as a 40-footer or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's going to have, it'll have a lot of really neat amenities and it'll be very fuel efficient. should get 16, 17 miles per gallon, so we're Oh, that would be awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. But, with, but with the changes uh, and what we're offering, and our dealers are actually going to be able to retrofit coaches that are already built to with the fan. improve their fuel economy by mm -hmm. 8 to 15 miles, or percent, 8 percent, to 15 percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I better be careful how hey, I say that. Hey, miles a gallon, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, we're really excited about that because we all, everybody wants to be green. I think everybody wants to do what they can to help make it mm -hmm. more fuel efficient. So Good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. I well, do appreciate it. Thank you, Peggy. It's my pleasure. And thank you for all you do. You're welcome. Thanks. Next, we take you to the Black Hills of South Dakota and Hart Ranch. RVers, listen up. Have you been wanting a new TV satellite system or that new Motosat internet uplink equipment? Cordell Sales and Service, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the premier satellite systems installer and repair center for the Southeast. Our mobile technicians do make house calls and will repair or install on site. Call Cordell at 704-264-9486 or email mohotogo at cs.com. Connecting customers to satellites since 1995 with sales, parts, and service. Most of you have probably heard of Mount Rushmore, and you probably know that it's in Rapid City, South Dakota. Well, at least outside of Rapid City. But did you know that there's another place in South Dakota that is a must-see, and that is Hart Ranch Camping Resort. I'm here with Shirley Pichot, she's the general manager of the resort, and we're going to talk a little bit about what this facility has to offer RVers, both people with, what, tents? Uh, RVs. Uh, RVs, uh, fifth wheels, trailers. Tent trailers. Tent trailers. Everything's for any kind of any size family, any kind of vehicle. Exactly, exactly. And then we also have cottages. Oh, that's right. So mm -hmm. if you decide to save a little fuel and just drive your car out, you can still stay here. Yes. But Heart Ranch is a membership resort. Tell me how that got started and what does it mean to be a membership resort? Well, we are a member-owned resort. There are a lot of private resorts throughout the country, but we are member-owned. Uh, the, the members have a voting right here. They elect a board. The board mm -hmm. hires a resort manager. Uh, uh, they oversee what I do, uh, give me direction on what to do, but I run, run the resort with the help of all of my staff. Mm -hmm. And as a member here, you, uh, you open doors to Coast to Coast, RPI, and even Thousand Trails with some of ours. Um, members pay an average of $230 a year for their annual fees and they can come stay with us. We're open all year. Our main months are May until the end of September though. Well all year, doesn't it get a little cold and snowy here? We do. It, it gets a little cold but actually we are the banana belt. We, um, the Black Hills uh, protects us. You can go 20 miles east and you're into a different climate and humidity. Oh, really? okay. Our temperature, uh, any, for any of the travelers out there, our temperature uh, compares to Carson City, Nevada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, we're 4,200 feet. Um, yeah, we'll get cold. We vary anywhere from 30 to 40 degrees a day in the winter. 
Okay, that's a pretty big difference. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> How many sites do you have at the, at the park? We have 471 sites. Oh, it's pretty big. 71 cottages. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We have um, two swimming pools, three hot tubs. A little unique on the hot tubs, we have one for children, we have one for teens, and we have one for adults. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. okay. So that's kind of different. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll take a look at those. Okay. Good. Uh, Good. There's also a golf course here, I understand, an 18-hole golf course. Right. And if you're a member, you play at 50% off for mm -hmm. golf. Uh, golfers out there, I know you folks are from North Carolina, so you have great golf courses. Uh, our, our golf right now at the golf course is, I think, $38 for 18 holes. Um, that's not a bad price. That's not a bad price yeah. at all. I know. But you have other activities available for people who are camping here. What are some of those? We have uh, we have planned activities. We have a junior camper program. Uh, we have uh, entertainment three nights a week, normally country, western, old times rock and roll. We have karaoke. Uh, we have bingo for children and adults. We have a craft fair every Saturday. Uh -huh. um, we just have, uh, and, and those are from Memorial Day to Labor Day. That's when we really uh, gear up. For our, for our members to come in and stay and, and visitors. Well, the one thing I liked about this park is uh, you've got paved roads and all of your sites, I believe, are have cement pads. All, all but 48, um, that's down in the Meadowlands and that's where our members can stay and buy their nine days out. Which, But our pads up here, they're all 40 to 42 feet long. They're all 30, 50 amp, uh, mm -hmm. water, sewer, uh, cable, and then we have free Wi-Fi. That's all included. Right, and it's a perfect place to come to. And if you want to go see uh, places around the area, mm -hmm. you're pretty centrally located. It, it's kind of a cliche, but we really are the foothills of the Black Hills. Because <laughs> you go out here and you're on Highway 16, and within 20 minutes you're at Mount Rushmore. Within right. 30 minutes you're at uh, Crazy Horse. Uh -huh. uh, Custer so State Park Custer is State nearby. Custer State Park, Wind Cave. So we're right in all right. of the vicinity there. And then if you head east a bit, you get right to um, Black Badlands. The Badlands. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Which is a whole different view well, that from is, here. That, that is the view I was telling you about, that, that we don't have the Black Hills. Then you get into the different types of weather there. That, right. That, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a great park, and we've enjoyed being here. We've spent a couple of days now and had a chance to walk Glad around to and you. bicycle around, and everybody seems very friendly and everything, so we've really yeah, enjoyed we like it. We're a family, we're a family park. Um, we have a, our membership base is mainly over 50, but a lot of them bring their children or grandchildren, mm -hmm. and, and uh, we really are very family-oriented for these three months. Right. Well, thanks for joining me today, Cheryl. Thank I you. I do appreciate it, and we will be right back. Have you ever wanted to work camp? Jerry and Grace Abbott will tell you about their experience next. Charlotte, North Carolina is a special place. You have the Panthers, the beautiful skyline, and of course, Lowe's Motor Speedway and NASCAR. But for RVers, Charlotte is home to the best satellite sales and service company in the Southeast. Cordell Satellite Sales and Service specializes in installation and repair of TV and internet satellite dish systems. Cordell has been installing Motosat internet uplink systems for your favorite NASCAR drivers. The best news is that you too can get Motosat satellite internet. If you're tired of fighting with your air card or trying to find a Wi-Fi hotspot, give Cordell a call at 704-264-9486 or email them at mohotogo at cs.com. Their certified technicians do make house calls. Trust Cordell Sales and Service to install or repair your dish. We did. Remember, since 1995, it's Cordell Satellite Sales and Service. As they always say, once a customer, a friend for life. 
Call 704-264-9486 for your satellite TV and internet needs. You know, Jim and I have been traveling across the country and now we're at Yellowstone National Park. And if you don't know where that is, which you probably do, it's kind of in the northwest corner of Wyoming, and it's a beautiful part of the country. Now, we're parked at a campground just outside of Yellowstone Park, actually in Montana. We are in Montana, aren't we? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just double checking. And we're visiting with Jerry and Grace Abbott, and they're actually work campers, and this is part of the National Forest, right? And That's it's correct. Baker's Hole. Na National Forest Campground. Would that be the right thing to say? In the Gallatin National Forest. In the Gallatin National Forest. Okay. Which is a little bit different than a national park. So if you're trying to use your park pass, it's not going to work in a national forest. Just know that up front. But there are lots of campgrounds around here, and this is a really pretty one. It's very rustic. We do have power, but we don't have water or sewer. But it's right on this little river, the Madison. Baker's Hole River, which is Ma part of the Madison River. And uh, what I learned this morning walking around is that the trout come here to spawn in right. the spring. And so there's lots of fish activity in the spring and early summer, and then they all go back down to the Madison River for the winter. Right. But really, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about <laughs> work camping. So now, Jerry, you and um, Grace just one day, what, decided, uh, I'm tired of working. I'm going to go do something else? Well, so, sort of <laughs> like that. Yeah, we... Uh... We were blessed and was able to retire early, and then we, we've always loved camping. So we decided to sell our house that we lived in for 30 years and hit the road. And you're from Missouri? Right, Jefferson now, City. Is this a little bit different than being in Missouri? Oh, extremely different. Now, how did you find uh, Yellowstone as a place to do work camping? Well, we subscribe to Work Camper News. It's a magazine that uh, campgrounds advertise when they want a uh, work camper. Mm -hmm. And that's where we found it. And we knew a little bit ahead of time that this was part of the part of the country that we wanted to come to. Was it hard? Is there a big application process you have to go through with the National Park Service or anything? Well, this campground is ran, run by a vendor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's probably a, a trend uh, where the uh, the uh, national forests uh, don't run the campgrounds and they, they uh, lease them out to a vendor. And this, this vendor, uh, we had to send them a little resume and, and uh, then they do a little checking on you and then mm -hmm. that, that's the process. And when did you get here? This is your first time work camping. When did you arrive, Grace? Uh, 22nd of May. Okay, and you were telling me yesterday that there was a reason you didn't arrive until the 22nd of May. Well, we were supposed to come the 1st of May, mm -hmm. and uh, our boss called us and said, don't even think about coming till the end of May. Don't even show up because we have five feet of snow on the ground, and I don't know where I'm going to put you. We haven't plowed out the roads or the campsite, so yeah, I'd hold off a little bit. I'd stay away, too. Yeah, you know, I'm not into the <laughs> no. snow kind of thing. The frozen water doesn't and, work real well. Yeah. How long will you be here? We'll be here, we'll stay Labor Day weekend and then return to Jefferson City that following week. Okay, and what are some of the responsibilities that you have as a work camper in a national forest? Well, we uh, have a routine every day. Uh, in the morning we have uh, restrooms we have to clean. So we clean our restrooms and we pick up the tags, the stubs that the campers leave on their posts of the, of the campers that are gonna leave that day. And then uh, as the campers leave, we go around and clean the campsites and get them ready for the next campers. 
and then we help the campers as they come and if they have questions we sell firewood and uh, take yeah, which money. I understand you actually chopped some of that firewood this year. <laughs> well, we, we helped, yeah. We, we did some and split uh -huh. it and bundled it and got it ready to sell. So that may not be true for every work camping experience. Right. No. Right. <laughs> right. 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 However, here in the National depends. Forest, you might have to do that. <laughs> well, I think because their winter went so long, it went mm -hmm. a couple months longer, they just didn't get things done in the spring prior to us mm -hmm. getting here. So, right. Well, how many days a week do you have to work? Or is it every day? Three and a half. Our, our schedule, we have, an, there's another host couple that works three and a half, and then uh, we work three and a half. And three and a half, three and a half is seven. Yeah. How about right. that? I know my right. math. Right. Do good. Do good. What have you, you like best about doing the work camping? Just the work camping itself. I mean, you could say it could be you met Working Jim and me. So. A week. Oh. <laughs> Versus five. Yes, okay. Being outside, I'd say mm -hmm. all day long. Yeah, right. So having a chance to camp and in you're a beautiful spot. happy people because they're camping and they're having right. fun and right. working with grumpy public people. Well, have you had a chance to explore the area oh. since you do work just three and a half days? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes, we've uh, we've explored Yellowstone extensively. We. We've gone on uh, what the farthest hike was about nine miles. We go, went on a nine wow. mile hike, and we've been in smaller hikes. We do bicycles, and we ride our bicycles. Yeah, we have, and I fish, and we we have a good time when our days off. Boy, it sounds like you do. Went to yeah. Glacier National Park for ten days. Oh, so you actually get like a vacation too, if you want to, or well, you just work it out? Uh, oh. Worked it out with our boss. Uh, even though we're supposed to work 40 hours a week, sometimes we work longer. Mm -hmm. And so she said if we needed a couple more days off to go up a glacier, they'd fill in for us. So it worked out real good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. yeah that sounds like a, a really good opportunity for you. Yes. Especially right. to see this part of the country. If you're from the Midwest, you might not necessarily get out here that right. often. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so has it been a good enough experience that you'll do it again? It has, but there are two types of work campers. We're, we're we're a salaried uh, work camper, which means that we work 40 hours a week, if not a little more. Uh, but there are also volunteer campers, and and those campers will camp will or those work campers will volunteer at a public campground that isn't run by a vendor, and then normally the hours isn't as long. Mm -hmm. um, and but they basically will get their site for doing the volunteer exactly. work. Exactly, that's exactly. Usually, it's just a trade-off for the for mm -hmm. the site. And, and that's what we're going to shoot for in the future, even though we don't mind working, but, uh, but we like more time to explore the area where we're going to be. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've picked up on a great lifestyle. Jim and I truly enjoy living in our RV, and I'm glad to hear that you do as well. We do. Good. Well, thanks for being with us today. Good. Thank you. Next month on American RVer, we take you to Leavenworth, Washington, the unique Bavarian city in the Wenatchee Mountains. See you next month. For all your satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.